Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 123, looking at 1 Samuel 10 and 11, Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 40, and then Psalm 52. Now, as we head into 1 Samuel, after spending yesterday considering the move to kings as being a bad thing for the people, today's passage seems unusual. For Saul is not only anointed and proclaimed as king with what seems like God's blessing, but he immediately defeats the enemies of God and brings about peace in the region. Today I won't be spending too much time in 1 Samuel and explain this because I want to get into the book of Acts and Psalm 52, but at a quick glance I want you to see this. Not all evil is immediately apparent. Sometimes evil comes in the form of goodness, bringing people on side, showing the people that they can be trusted to deliver blessing. Therefore, it is really important to test everything against scripture and against what the Lord seeks for his followers. For evil lurks and waits for the day that it can pounce. And in the case of Saul, we'll soon learn that he stands for evil and not good. So test all things to see if they're good in the Lord. Now we move into the book of Acts. And yesterday we saw how Paul was called to Macedonia to take the gospel out of his local setting and into an area that had never heard of Jesus. We learned how Lydia converted to Christianity and how the preaching of the gospel was instrumental to that conversion. Today we learn of the persecution that comes from faithfulness to the gospel, but then the Lord's blessing that comes out of persecution. On Paul's second missionary journey, Paul and Silas are met with the predicament. Continue to let this girl follow them and speak words about them, or cast out the demon that possessed her. Clearly, Paul is led to the latter, freeing this girl from the bondage of such a spirit. Paul shows faithfulness to the gospel to bring healing to the lives of sinners. The people didn't like it, for they were losing money, for they profited of this girl's spirit. They were motivated by greed, and that greed led them to beat Paul and Silas, throwing them in prison. It almost seems like one step forward, two steps back for Paul and Silas. Yet what we know is that while they were in prison, the Lord gave them a phenomenal opportunity. They could have run from prison, they could have escaped but instead they stayed and they worshipped and praised the Lord. And in staying, an opportunity was presented. And that opportunity was to give the gospel message to the jailer and in turn to the jailer's family. And what we see, just like Lydia, the preaching of the gospel to the jailer brought about this wonderful conversion. So you see, persecution led to suffering. But suffering led to the plan of God being fulfilled as the gospel spread. What about your life? Do you feel that sometimes you make good strides for the sake of the gospel, but something, possibly even persecution, draws you back? We're reminded today to rely on the Lord, to not worry about the consequences of sharing the gospel, for the Lord knows all things to come. We are to simply remain faithful. We are likely to suffer, but we're not just called to the joy of Christ, we're also called to that suffering in his name. But the most important thing for us to remember is this, The gospel will provoke the wickedness in people's hearts. It exposes it and the darkness can often fight back. But we never fear for the Lord Jesus is always victorious. And we learn in the latter half of our passage that victory brought salvation to another soul's heart. And so let us not fear persecution. Let us walk in the knowledge of the victory of Jesus Christ. Finally, we have Psalm 52. Over our last readings in the book of Psalms, we have been continually reminded of the arrogance of speaking our opinion, our thoughts, and even our boasts. Notice in verse 2 that man's tongue plots destruction. The tongue gives evidence to what is going on in the heart, and we know from scripture that our heart is desperately wicked. Therefore, it is with arrogance that we speak our thoughts. The warning is clear in verse 5. 
God will break you down. He will show his righteousness towards you and he will show the righteousness to the one so arrogantly speaking. The opposite of being arrogant with our words is to trust and boast in the enduring love of our Heavenly Father. For nothing we say about earth or even our thoughts can ever match the eternal God. Thinking on this chapter, what are you like with your words? Are you known as someone that speaks without regard to what is being said? Do you consider the Holy God before you open your mouth and speak? We need to be careful how we speak, for if we do not have self-control, we betray the eternal love of our God. Our words should belong to God, for our very hearts should also be his. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you and praise you that even amongst suffering and persecution, your plan and your glory is being revealed. We praise you that Paul was put in this opportunity, yes, through persecution, but to ultimately to present the gospel to a soul. Father, we pray that you would give us those opportunities, even in the persecution, even in the struggles, to give the gospel message to others. Father, we do pray that we would test all opportunities, test all situations, so that we would know if they're good and pleasing to you and not evil lurking in the darkness. And Father, we pray that today our words would reflect our heart and our heart would reflect Jesus. And we pray that with our words, we would encourage. And so Father, now using our words, we thank you for Jesus. We praise your holy name and we pray in the glorious, wonderful relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father. Amen.